Sokala Duma Radio. Another week, another transfer wrap. Hello and welcome to the show. Gracia will give us the lowdown on the transfer stories. David will give us an update of the World Cup so far. We'll also have a look at the news headlines from the week gone by, plus a glance at what was covered in this week's edition of the Sokola Duma newspaper. How far can Senegal go at this year's World Cup? Well, that's a question for you, the fan. The fans will voice their opinions via the voice notes and on Facebook. We'll also read that and enjoy the show. Let's have a quick look now at what was covered on this week's Sokola Duma edition of the newspaper. Former Kaiser Chiefs and Bafana Bafana right back Cyril Nzama, who featured in the 2002 FIFA World Cup in Korea and Japan, is on the revolving column. He speaks to us about the current World Cup, and this is what he has to say. I think it's a, it's, it's a very different World Cup. The so-called big team, the uh, and small team or small countries, is surprising the so-called big countries. Mm. If you look at if you look at Iceland, if they're playing a draw against Argentina, it could tell you which football has changed over the years. Our very own Bivanazo sat down with Amazulu's Jabulani Ngobeni. It was an insightful conversation. Find out which coach refused to release the then 20-year-old for national team duty, only not to use him for their very next club match. An Ajax Amsterdam reserve team player was in the house at Sokala Duma House and Celine Abrams caught up with him. Leo Tetani spoke to Celine about his first season abroad. He also mentioned how the move to the Dutch Giants came about. We also hear from his mother. In this week's editor's column, international editor David Capel expresses his concern for African countries at the FIFA World Cup in Russia. Read all about it in the editor's column. Finally, in the CS special, there is a potential of a swap deal between Amakosi and Masantawana. Find out who the players are on the CS special. For only 3 Rand 90, catch all this great football content on the latest edition of Sokola Duma, the newspaper. Uh, Mm, all right. Uh, but Poland Africa win first round. so Mm, all right. Uh, uh, Alright, <laughs> 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 
I'm now joined in the studio by Sokola Duma's international editor, David Capel. David, thank you very much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Nicole I'm Lego. good. Thank you very much, man. Lovely to have you here. Um, the World Cup is upon us. It's in the second games now um, of the group stages. What is your impression of the tournament so far? Wow, I'm completely enjoying it, you know, um, it's watching football every day, three games uh, after you come home. The quality in the tournament has been quite good, you know, there have been a lot of headlines. Uh, Ronaldo has been scoring, which is great for our website. Um, there mm. were a few upsets, um, so I'm really enjoying it. Mm. And talking about the actual quality of the football, there was a general sense um, of worry, a sense of disgruntlement from fans that uh, people are parking buses, uh, teams are parking buses, Iran, Iceland, Switzerland. What do you make of that tactical um, decision to, 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 to fight against Brazil um, with 10 men behind the ball, for example? Mm. Look, I mean, it's, it's a World Cup, you know, it only comes around every four years. Some teams haven't qualified in over 20 or 30 years, yeah. you know. And you have to understand that when you look at the likes of Brazil or Spain, the quality in those teams, Germany, even France, mm. is, is so massive, you know, that when weaker teams come around, if they play an open game against them, yes, it will look nice on the eye, but sure. they will be punished based on the individual quality of the opponents. Mm -hmm. So that's why these teams set up as a unit. You know, if you look at Iceland, who played very well against Argentina in the yeah. first game. If you look at Iran, you have mentioned them. If you look at Switzerland, you know, they need to play as a unit. Mm -hmm. They need to defend in great shape to have a chance. And, you know, if you get one result um, right in the group, I mean, it's only three three games. You yeah. have a big, big chance of making it to the knockout stages. Mm, all right, I really that uh, is comforting to me because I was arguing for those teams that you can't really play like you are at Brazil because you don't have a Neymar, you don't have a Paulinho, you don't have a Coutinho. Uh, but nonetheless, another concern which you wrote about as well in this edition, in this week's edition of the Sokoladuma uh, newspaper, is the performance of or the underperformance of African teams. Uh, what has been your impression, and what do you, did you? from the African side's uh, performance, except perhaps for Senegal. What do you make of all that? Look, personally, I'm very disappointed in the African teams. Um, you know, it has been the same story in every game. Um, they're not playing to their best. They somehow seem to be, you know, overjoyed with the, with the occasion. Mm. Um, all of them are conceding goals from set pieces. All of them are conceding goals late in the game. Mm. I don't know if it's a it's a fact of they they're not as conditioned as the other teams, sure. or if they are nervous. Um, but it has been going throughout the tournament. You know, Egypt are already out. Morocco they have actually played quite decent, but unfortunately they are already out mm. after conceding two set piece goals. Um, Nigeria have a very big game against Iceland today. Yeah, the only African team that have impressed so far was, um, you know, Senegal taking that game to Poland and uh, getting Africa's first win. Uh, they have a very, very talented group of players and the only black coach, um, which I feel needs to be pointed out over and over again. He's mm. the youngest coach in the tournament. He's the only black coach and his team seems to be performing really well. Mm. Would you say that um, 
with the other African teams, uh, Egypt, Tunisia, Nigeria, um, and Morocco, would you say that perhaps, uh, because you mentioned something very important when you say that the teams are very compact, your, your Iran's, um, your Iceland, they're very compact, they have everyone behind the ball, and when it's counter-attacking opportunities, they take them, or where are, when they are set pieces, they take them. Would you say that our African teams cannot do the same? Can they not maintain, perhaps, tactical discipline for 40, 40 minutes in a game, 60 minutes in a game, and then perhaps maximize on set pieces and long throws perhaps i think they can and i think to an extent they should because as i mentioned you know you should um not overestimate your own squad your own players you mm, know you mm. you need to analyze what's the strength in our squad sure. okay if you play the stronger side let's set up you know to just grind out the results because mm. like i said it's three games if you get one draw against the good side then you get another win, then you're almost through in the knockout stages already. Mm. So I think the African teams, they should, you know, do better in that aspect, you know, t keeping tactical shape, um, defensively stable. And then, you know, they need to use their chances because that's also something that has been going through all the African games. They're not using their chances when they come around. In particular, Morocco had lots of chances in both games, but they went out of the tournament without scoring a goal. Mm. All right, which uh, of the big teams, which teams, as we wrap up our conversations, um, which team has impressed you the most? Uh, Argentina has not really done well, but Spain, um, Brazil, uh, England, um, Portugal, which of the teams, France, which of the big teams have impressed you the most so far? Look, to be honest with you, there is no nation so far that has really, really impressed me. I mean, France have won their first two games, but also they didn't really play good football. Mm. Um, they grinded out two results. They're already in the knockouts. And we don't need to speak about Argentina, um, whose problems were completely exposed uh, by Croatia when they lost um, Germany. Um, they lost their first yeah, game. They yeah. didn't look at all like the defending champions. Brazil struggled against Switzerland. You know, it's been a, the story of the tournament that so far the big teams didn't manage to step up. Mm. All right, and uh, the future that you envision in this tournament for Argentina, as I let you go, uh, what what what's there left for them in this tournament? Can they salvage anything? Mathematically, they can still, obviously, uh, depending on other results. Um, look, a lot. Their fate for now is in the hands of Nigeria because Nigeria need to get a result against Iceland. Mm. If Iceland beat Nigeria later today, then Argentina are as good as out of the tournament. If Nigeria get a, get a result, which I'm hoping they will do, we will have a super final between Nigeria and Argentina and the mm. winner of that team can make it through. So not all hope is lost for Argentina. Um, but even if they would make it to the knockout stages, I don't mm. think they will go far in this tournament. The team is the poorest Argentina team I've seen in my lifetime. And that has been echoed by Maradona, the Argentinian legend. That is Dave Capel, the editor, international editor of Socola Duma. Thank you very much, Dave. You're welcome. World Cup. Mm, 
Alright,
has been announced as one of the five new signings for the Algerian outfit. Kaiser Chiefs might have to be prepared to fork out a few million in order to land Baraka's talent Chawapiwa. According to sources, Baraka are open to selling the player and the amount of 3.5 million rand is believed to be the asking price for the 26-year-old left winger. And finally, in the biggest transfer news of the week, Kaiser Chiefs have managed to secure a marquee signing in Kama Billiard. After months of speculation about the player's future, Chiefs confirmed the signing on Twitter. And that's the transfer app for the week. Catch more transfer news on www.sakaladuma.co.za. How far do you think Senegal will go at the current FIFA World Cup? They've won their first match against Poland. Um, they are doing well. So how far do you think they can go? I think to the semi-final. To the semi-final? Yeah. All right. And also, Kaiser Chiefs has just signed uh, Kama Biliat. Uh, what do you think about that? No, I think uh, it's going to improve the, the strength of, of the team because he said it was not doing well in the last year. Mm. Is, is, will Kaiser Chiefs finally win a trophy after three years? Ah, I don't think so, not now. Okay, so it's not going to help them with uh, the signing of Kamapiliad. Yes. And here are news that are making headlines in the world of football. In the past seven days, Hulugo Tobejane's representatives have confirmed that a search is in progress for the coach's return to top flight football. Tobejane has been without a coaching job since parting ways with Baroka FC in March. The 48-year-old coach was relieved of his coaching duties at Bakaka over three months ago. Tobejane's representative, Gerald Baloi from Vodia Players Management, has now confirmed that their search is on for a club for the coach and Sokoladuma have been told that Chiefs' assistant coach Patrick Mabedi will be overseeing pre-season training. In addition, multi-choice Disky Challenge side's head coach Athazwane is said to lead alongside him in the interim. As things stands, Chiefs are determined to try and lure Baxter at, back at the club, although sources have revealed that he is it is a currently sensitive situation at hand, although there is a possibility that they could secure the Englishman's services. Cheaper United have parted ways with coach Vladislav Herich only after three months of their reunion and working relationship. Cheaper confirmed Herich's return to the club in March this year. Following the club's decision to reappoint Dan Malisela as the team's head coach again in May, the Chile boys announced that Herich would move on to the side's development. However, Herich has now confirmed his departure from Chipa United. Max Chabalala, the chairman of Blomfontein Celtic, has confirmed that the club has come to an agreement with coach Steve Compella to take over the club as the head coach. Celtic have been on the lookout for a new coach since Veselin Yelusic decided to hand in his resignation nation and have moved swiftly to agree terms with his successor. Compella has been a free agent since April after resigning from his position at Kaiser Chiefs. The recent election of Riyali Dwaba as the South African Football Association's first ever female vice president is an indication of the FA's intent of advancing women's football in the country. The newly elected official said that she plans to use her role to inspire the progression of football not only in South Africa but on the continent, Lidwaba has already begun to make headway in preparing Safa for their bid for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. And those were the news making football headline in the past week. Ukabanguti i Senegal is a hambi pelele big World Cup. Ukabanga ninge performance yai. Eh, budi milam mangu pe i Senegal. 
Thank you very much for listening. For the next episode, tune in next week. For now, thank you very much and goodbye. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.